This is Mark Brown for Beyond the Room at the Department of Psychiatry's 50th anniversary conference at the University of Oxford. I'm here with Keith Horton, who gave an amazingly kind of inspirational talk about a lifetime spent researching what is a very, very tragic and important issue, suicide. So I wanted to ask you, Keith, like, what keeps you going and what makes you excited about researching this your very, very personal tragedy? Well, I guess when I first started in the field, I, I had a rather simplistic approach to it. And, um, uh, and what's happened over the years is it's become apparent that suicidal behaviour, you know, both suicide and, and non-fatal acts of self-harm, uh, reflect a very wide range of influences. So, for example, you have family influences, uh, you have societal influences, uh, you have genetic influences, um, you have the impacts of uh, men, uh, psychiatric disorders and so on and so forth. And then increasingly new influences. So, for example, um, the, the, the role of the internet uh, and uh, uh, social networking you know, may contribute. To, uh, I'm not saying social networking is a, all a bad thing, but if it, it can, under certain circumstances, contribute to uh, to, to risk of suicidal behaviour. So it, it started off in a very simple way, but it became apparent uh, that there are all these range of influences which are fascinating and important. And then more importantly, from uh, uh, in terms of what drives one, it is the fact that one can, we can actually do something to prevent um, both suicide and self-harm or help or help people who are at risk uh, or have self-harm so um, there's a lot of um, rewards uh, these days uh, in that I think we are being able to do something and it's reflected in the fact the national suicide rate here is has been dropping in recent years and I think that I can't prove it but I think it's likely to be reflect, uh, reflecting some of the uh, uh, prevention initiatives because what was very interesting to me about your talk was it was a kind of potted history of the piling up and the creation of data around suicide. Mm. And it kind of felt to me, listening to it, was a notion that suicide was such a personal, individual thing that it was kind of inexplicable. And it was only through mm. the putting together of lots and lots of effectively individual mm. tragedies that you could begin to see patterns and form hypotheses and that's kind of very much the Oxford approach. Yes, I think so. I mean, I think, it, it, you know, it, to, to really understand the problems and identify what can be done, you really need broadly two approaches. One is the collection of good quality data. That's absolutely essential. Um, uh, uh, for example, you know, if you're investigating particular methods of suicide, you want to have quite large numbers to understand what that's about. And the second is very much the personal approach, interviewing, I mean, people differ you know, considerably in terms of the things that drive them to suicidal acts. Uh, and one wants to, one needs to interview uh, people uh, and, and get them to describe the influences on them to get a much more nuanced understanding of what contributes to suicidal behaviour. It's a combination of that understanding at the individual level with the big data, 
um, that that really is going to contribute to uh, to effective um, prevention. So you, you you've kind of got a very specific kind of corner of this world. What makes you excited about the other potentials for mental health research in general? Well, I, I think to some extent. Um, similar uh, factors. I mean, I think we're much better at uh, accumulating large-scale information uh, about people who have particular conditions, understanding the, um, the, the development of those conditions over time, uh, the role of particular in, interventions um, that may influence them. And for example, I'm doing work with um, people in Denmark where they've got total population registers um, and not only on individuals, but they can link those registers to their family members, um, uh, children, their offspring, uh, their parents and so on. And it's, it, when you can do that, it is um, quite incredible what you can, uh, how far you can go in terms of understanding how particular psychiatric disorders or behaviours develop over time, what the key influences are. Um, and um, I think, therefore, I mean, that, 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 those sort of registers, which we're beginning to get here now, of course, um, with, with really large-scale uh, registers like the Million Women Study, the British Biobank Study, uh, UK Biobank Study, and, and so on, are going to put us in a much better position for doing similar things, but the Scandinavians are way ahead of us because that's as always, as yeah. yeah, because they've had national numbers and they haven't got the paranoia we've had about national mm. numbers here, um, and that's uh, allowed them to do some really influential research, which has clear uh, benefits for public health. Brilliant! Thank you for that. I very much enjoyed that conversation. Mm.